Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Walker. Oh. But before we do, uh, we have a bunch of other stuff to talk about. Yes, um, we do. So, uh, first news comes from us, the Amigos, and our YouTube channel. So, uh, if you follow us on YouTube, you will have already noticed this. If you're just a podcast listener, it may interest you to know that our YouTube channel is broadening its focus. Uh, now, instead of just being totally Amiga-related, uh, we are going to be covering games uh, all across the retro spectrum. And as such, we have renamed our channel Amigos Retro Gaming. Um, we'll still have Amiga stuff on there, of course, and our website and our podcast is not changing. We're still going to be all Amiga all the time. Um, but if you want to see some other systems and you want to see us play some games from other you know other consoles uh, check out our YouTube channel Amigos Retro Gaming um, so Aaron we have some feedback from last week no let me brace myself I got my so, drink here you remember last week we had our mega mailbag segment absolutely I'm and, sure that long long <laughs> segment <laughs> and uh, Paul Harrington wrote in and he said you guys got a lot of sweets and crisps that I've been missing since I moved to Norway from Northern Ireland <laughs> after meeting my fiance in Oslo while touring with my rock band wow now, what a life yeah let, let's, let's reread that so he moved to Oslo where he met his fiance while he was touring with his rock band sweet Sounds just like Man. us right uh, his rock band's called Escape Fa Fails, by the way. Escape Fails and their tracks are available on Spotify. So there's Escape a, Fails. Yeah. All right. Um, and he says, My first Amiga was a 1200, which my brother and I got for Christmas, along with North and South, which we loved. <laughs> uh, some, <laughs> some Olympic game with horse jumping. I don't know what that could be. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Summer Games. Uh, is that one or two? All and right. That, yeah. Uh, Equestrian, dude. And his favorite game, Crazy Cars 3, which is better than the American version, even though that had a two-player option. Uh, he said after that, he moved inevitably on to the PC. Mm -hmm. um, we all been there. But anyway, his, his 1200, it was a 6830, extra fast RAM, 20 meg Ooh. hard disk, a SCSI CD-ROM, and an iOmega zip drive. He had his tripped out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Connected via a Squirrel PCMCIA adapter. Yes. <laughs> wow. I haven't thought about one of those for a while. Yeah. Um, he said, we also enjoy connecting to BBSs in the internet. Yes. He emailed Team17 asking for help and hints for the Spiris Legacy, which is a game I'm not familiar with by Team17. I'm not either. I'll be honest with you. I don't know we'll get that there. one. Um, he says, thanks to both of you for the show. You're doing a great job. If there's one suggestion, it's to lift your microphone off the table. <laughs> it picks up the vibration of glasses and things hitting the table. Well, uh, we were unable to lift our microphone off the table because, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how to do that. Um, so instead, what we've done is we've taken uh, magazines and put them on the table. And so when I put my glass down, it does not make as loud of a sound. You see, really, this was all done for effect. We want you to have the experience that we're all sitting at the pub. It's the ambient noise. That's right. That's We've right. got. I've got my. What am I drinking here? Some moss. No, I lie. Moss flavored booze. Mm -hmm. Moss and dirt. The yep. boat's fired up here, and we want you to get that you know bar feel. That's right. Later, I'll be throwing up and then smacking <laughs> boat around to, to complete, <laughs> to complete the, the, the illusion. Yeah. Yeah. We have to get some chicken tikka masala. Mm -hmm. You know that guy talked about BBS uh, dialing up BBSs. As it were, you know, I'm cleaning out my outbuilding to make room for the arcade of Doom. Yeah. And I found a paper that had all my old BBS numbers on it, the Ooh. names of the BBS. So listen, listen to some of these awesome sites I used to go to. These are all Huntington-based, right? Pirate 80. This was yeah. the biggest site around. They had pirates. <laughs> and whatever. River City's Guy and Mansion, right? That Secret cool. Service. 
Polaris, Scotland Yard. Those are all awesome names. Heroes Haven. Chudley's board, which he never actually actively put up for the public, was <laughs> called Thunderboard. Oh. Thunderboard. Then you got the Asylum, House of Lords, mm-hmm. right? King's Corner, Bubbly Orange, Hackers, Chuck's Place, Hillbilly's Haven. You got to have that mm-hmm. one, right? Southern Stock, Dark Realms, 21st Century Connection, Docks, Hotline. These are all some BBS awesome. to go to. And and that was a small sampling of the ones, but I also you, did Charleston ones. You got to frame that piece of paper and put it up. In I did room. keep it. I yeah. could not part with it. Yeah. It's got my passwords, but they haven't changed. That's <laughs> <laughs> sad. Have you ever thought about connecting, trying to connect one of your classic computers to a BBS? I have. I do have a. Uh, I mean, I used to connect to the Amiga. I used when I moved to Lexington, I did all my BBSing on the Amiga. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of it here on the Amiga, and. Uh, uh, it, Amiga's got a really good com program. It did, you know. I'm sure it's been updated many times since then. Uh, it works great, you know. BBSing is a lot of fun, and it's something we can't ever go back to. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's. I have very fond, warm, fuzzy memories about that stuff. Uh, Barry's World wrote in on YouTube, and he said it's amazing how much fun it is to watch two Americans eat British sweets. So we're glad to entertain you, Barry. Thank it was, you. It was amazing to eat them, and I was telling Bo uh, earlier. I've kept the Dundersalt, and I've been uh, just giving people at work the Dundersalt Challenge. <laughs> the Dundersalt Challenge. The Dundersalt Challenge is to, to eat one bite of Dundersalt <laughs> and survive. And so far, Dundersalt, Dundersalt 3, America 1. I had one lady who not only enjoyed the Dundersalt, but asked for seconds on the Dundersalt. Wow. Everyone else made made the usual face that you all know and love. Like, yeah. oh. They were they often they thought I was trying to kill them. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, but yeah, so the Dundersalt's getting no one has distributed Norwegian or Swedish sweets like I have at the, at the lab. You're, you're like the Johnny Appleseed of Norwegian <laughs> candy. Aaron Dundersalt. <laughs> Can you imagine a tree of Dundersalt? What would that look like? I don't want to imagine. And I could that. imagine the guy that planted it looks like the little dude on the front. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, that's where he was modeled around. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dreamcatcher wrote in with some feedback from an episode a while back about uh, Marvin's Marvelous Adventure. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think Marvin's review scores to a large extent reflect 1995 seen it all beforeism, mm-hmm. a sign of the times. Five years earlier, and it could have been interpreted very differently. So I think that's probably true. People were tired of the, the platformer, the Mario wannabes by 95. They were ready for 3D. I mean, this was just a year before Mario 64 came out. Well, if you consider, and I'm, boy, I'm going to tread on toes here, but look at uh, the the Great Guiana Sisters, mm-hmm. okay? This was a heralded game when it came out. I mean, I mean, I heard about it a ton, mm-hmm. and it's still high, held high. Yeah, right? I mean, they're still making but, I mean, remakes If you compare stuff. it to that... Like it's nothing. It's not nothing. Right. It's nothing. It was he's, just, and I noticed that he's right. If you look at these, and we've seen this time and time again when we do games that were out in the arcades a long time ago, or, or finally made it to the Amiga from another system, like your Mortal Kombat and stuff. They don't judge them on the merit of the game. They judge it like, well, these are out. You know, this looks a lot like that, or this was out years ago here. You know, this is a, you know, it, it, when you look back in time like we do, you know, and try to, I try to look at this stuff with a fresh mm-hmm. view, and you think, man, Mortal Kombat. For example, was a pretty darn good game if you consider what you're playing it on. Right. You know, uh, you know, nineteen eighty five technology. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're playing a game that came out in what ninety two or whatever. It's amazing that they got that much out of it. But I can see where he's coming from. They they'd already played a lot of the stuff. They'd seen it before. It'd been somewhere else, or it was a rip off, or it was a derivative, and the scores go lower. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so that's a, that's the end of the feedback. Um, but we have a couple events that uh, I'd like to bring to your attention. The first one is Amigos Challenge 2. Bam! I don't know if we ever mentioned Amigos Challenge 1 on the podcast. I, I think, think we that, mentioned it, didn't we? I don't know. That might have been during that, that part where uh, we had some pre-recorded episodes what? that went up. What I the know. hell are I you know. talking about? Um, but uh, Amigos Challenge 2 is... Uh, Electric fo- Boogaloo. Following the success of our first challenge mm-hmm. is uh, where Brutal Barracuda... Our Amigos contributor uh, accepts submissions, video submissions of you playing an Amiga game, and uh, he puts them all up on a screen, you know, like uh, like a TV station where you've got eight different things going on at once. Which is awesome. Yeah, and then he's got a leaderboard on the right side. and um, That came out so awesome the first time. Tell him who won the first one. So, uh, Brutal Barracuda yes, won the did. first one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Suspicious, but still. No, yeah. he, he smoked us. I was glad not to come in dead last. Well, I don't know who came in last. I know who came in below me. Over. It was this guy right I here. Was, I was dead last. You were ham and egg in it, both. No, I I mean, I, I, I'd played Jaguar once before. This is a racing game. It's like not a was... Sunday drive. <laughs> take off your sweater vest well, and get going. Sometimes I like to take my time with racing games. That explains it. Yeah. That explains it. Um, but anyway, th- this challenge is chosen by me. And I chose the ultimate in video game prowess. How good are you at the footbag event in California games? One of the most hated events in all <laughs> games is the footbag event. Or the hacky sack, the if you want to TM yeah. it there. Yeah, and so um, if you would like to submit your best score, uh, just go on over to the everythingamiga.com forums. And there are full details on how to submit your video and... Um, and you can achieve greatness. It'd be awesome to get like tons and tons of people playing. Yeah, we want to get we want to get tons of people involved because it's just a lot of fun. We know? had quite a few for the first one. We did. I was surprised. I mean, we got and the thing is with the hacky sack. I'm sorry, the foot bag challenge. Uh, in this case, probably just kicking the ha- the foot bag a few times gets you in. <laughs> just get you in the top ten because it's so freaking hard. You know, it's funny because I played the game a million times in a row. And there was one game. You mean that score you got wasn't the best one you got in the first try? And there was that. There was one game where I got a little bit higher than the rest of the games, and I figured that I was probably, I was probably that's probably the best I'm ever going to quit do. while you're ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have not. I have not attempted foot bay yet, which sounds like a martial arts move. It is. Uh, but uh, um, uh, I'm looking forward to putting you down again. All right. I'm hoping well, to break into the top six. And congratulations to Eric, who's in the chat. He came in third. Nice in job. Challenge one. Yeah. I was. It, I will say. I got to give the double B credit. The video he put together was outstanding. Yeah, I mean there were animations. I mean it was crap. Dunder Salt made an appearance. Dunder Salt was in it, <laughs> and uh, it was neat to watch everyone go at once. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've not played the Jaguar game before, and if I did, it was just like a cup of coffee type of deal. Pretty good game, mm-hmm. actually. I mean, is is it uh, the best racing game on the Amiga? No, but it ain't bad. It's not bad. You know, and it's 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 sort of fun, and and when you're actually going against other people, it makes it even more fun. So yeah, yeah I enjoyed it tremendously. Cool. Um, and then the other uh, event is there's a contest going on right now in the Amigos magazine. So, Kickstart. Yeah, Kickstart. If you download Kickstart issue six from everythingamiga.com, uh, you can enter to win tickets to Revival, which is a UK uh, retro gaming show coming up soon. Freebies. Yeah, free tickets. And uh, uh, I've heard these shows are tremendous. Yeah. Have you have you seen video from them? I have. 
And they look, they look, I mean, they bring in big guests. I mean, of course, the UK is just sort of a hotbed. They get everybody. They've still got a lot of people living around there that that were in the scene. And so uh, make sure that you check out uh, Kickstart issue six off everythingamiga.com. On newsstands now and free, totally free. Totally free, totally free. Um, Let's move right on over to the news. Um, First news comes in from Paul Harrington. Paul says, not sure if you heard already, but I just read that Factor 5 are back and they have acquired the license to Turrican. Now, Factor 5 was was the outfit that did a lot of the Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did uh, Shadows of the Empire. They did the Rep, uh, uh, Rogue Squadron games, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and they've picked up the license to Turrican. You say, I had not heard this, but they Factor 5 does quality stuff. Does, mm-hmm. uh, so you, they, they, we don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, do we? We don't know. It might have been part of a package, mm-hmm. you know, and they might not do anything with it. But they might make do. They might put out a Turrican, you know, on Xbox Live or on Steam or something that's great. Hey, maybe some sort of three D Turrican. Yeah, be interesting. Yeah, you, know? you never know. It'd be cool if they could keep that sort of revolving arm physics from Turrican. And, and <laughs> yeah, implemented it. That is, it's like a fire hose coming out. Can you imagine your body. the size of the levels in three D? My God, it would take you a month to get yeah. to the first level. Um, so thank you, Paul, for that. And our next bit of news comes from reader um, Bela Erdos, and he says, uh, "Where he he turned us on to this uh, this site is Amedia Computer dot com, and they are selling a, uh, a an accelerator card for the five hundred. Um, this basically, um, you know, it speeds up your 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 processor. Uh, it adds eight meg of fast RAM, five hundred twelve." kilobytes of flash memory and it's got a compact flash start so um it basically allows your 500 to boot into 3.1 which i don't think a stock 500 could do it's got an ide uh, port on as well Mm -hmm. looks like um i don't know what is the do you know what the u.s dollar to euro ratio is right now Uh, i think it's about 130 is it it lower or higher i think well it's definitely higher there you know there's more euros to a dollar uh EUR to USD. Let's see. It is, but it's pretty. It's pretty equal. close. Yeah, one, yeah. one nine. So, so that's about so you're looking at five bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, it's a traditional accelerator board. It's mm-hmm. not like a, a vampire or something like that. Right. And it plugs right into the sidecar. Yeah, you know, I wonder if they're going to have a cover for that thing. You know, I almost feel like they should because yeah. having a bare board sticking out <laughs> yeah. where you know static is a is a, yeah. a concern. Accelerator cover comes like just not I mean, yeah. yeah. It looks like a decent little board. You know, it's great to see that the uh, that they're that they're putting stuff in with compact flash and ID. It makes things so much easier. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I mean a, a five hundred with the amount of like that much memory and stuff. That's tremendous. That's I mean you you'll have a a hot rod of a 500 with something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, yeah. And the price's not bad. I don't know what, you know, I haven't priced 500 accelerators recently. So I don't know what they're going for. Mm-hmm. I know if you try to get the classic stuff, that's something else in favor of buying new hardware. I mean, the hardware you're talking is, I mean, some of this stuff came out in the 80s. Right. It's super old. It can only last for so long before it just turns to dust, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, buying new stuff and having it, people developing it, hopefully that they'll sell well, they'll be around for a while. So that, that looks pretty decent. I'm going to check in on that. What else do you have from the world of news? We don't have a ton of news this week, but there's a couple things I want to touch on real quick. Um, For starters, um, let me get my little magical folder up here. Um, I want to just mention a video, and I'll link this. Oh, first off, before I say anything, I want to congratulate everyone on the Google Plus account. We have exceeded 150 members 
don't know if I mentioned that before, but uh, it happened. It really happened about two You're weeks ago. You're probably in the top ten Google Plus communities on. Uh, there Plus. are some big Google Plus communities, but uh, we've got a lot of people in there, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, getting 150 people from scratch in six months or eight months, not, not bad. too bad. Yeah. Um, Chris folds. Chris the, folds. The workhorse, one of the many. We've got a bunch of people that are working hard. Found an awesome video, and I'll watch this. It was on Deluxe Paint Three. Uh, and it was it's it's the deluxe paint being uh, shown off. I think it's on the Computer Chronicles, and they're showing how it works. And it is it's fun to watch it now because it's still pretty awesome. I mean, it's quite an awesome program uh, uh, to uh, to 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 behold. Well, I mean, it's just if you consider when this came out, and I mean, I was around back in the day, and I had Were used. You? Yeah, I was. I know. <laughs> Shut up, boat. And and I I used paint programs and. I mean, we're watching on the screen now. There's stuff rotating and spinning because there was it, because of Deluxe Paint Three support animation. It's just awesome. And watching this guy in real time show the host of the show what stuff how it worked. I mean, he's animating stuff that's coming from 3D and it's scaling. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's like holy smokes, you know. Yeah. So it's a fun video. I, I enjoyed it. If you've watched any of those old Computer Chronicles, Computer Chronicles was an American show on I think it was on Public Access or it was really? on PBS. Back in the day, and, they, and they, they did support for or the coverage of all different computers, and sometimes they even do consoles. Mostly it was business stuff, but occasionally they put something fun on there. Mm-hmm. And so it was. It's definitely worth checking out. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Uh, another thing I put up again, this is just for fun. Someone on the uh, uh, Facebook Amiga page linked this thing up. It was the top 100 signs uh, that you're an Amiga user? I strongly recommend that. It was pretty funny. Uh, uh, a little gimmick. Like, just a couple. I'll read a couple of these things just for fun. Uh, you'd rather say coprocessor and not graphics chip, <laughs> right? Uh, the uh, Let me see if there's anything simpler here. You thought the Walker oh, prototype case was cool? Yeah. <laughs> you, you ran a BBS and you did it with one floppy A500, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. There's a lot of cute stuff on here that only an Amiga guy. Oh, your 1084 has no front panel. You tried to repair the 1084 front panel because they're all broke and say the same little thing. So it's a cute little list. I kind of dig that kind of silly, yeah. silly, crappy stuff. Um, one last thing. I just put this up. It's been out for a couple of days, but I, I wanted to mention it. I think I ve- just briefly mentioned it last week. Uh, Amiga J, mm-hmm. our bud, our boy, the man, has another compilation disc after the CD32. This time, uh, decades. Uh, it's uh, four decades of Amiga demos. Is that true? Four decades? Yes. 80s, 90s, 2000s. <laughs> yes, it, it is true. Four decades. So that's what you get. Don't ever doubt Amiga Jay. I'll never doubt Amiga He again. will compilate the hell out of you. <laughs> so anyway, it's a good bit. Of course, any retro news got the scoop, and uh, uh, we linked right off. It's good stuff. I highly recommend it. I'm gonna, it's another one I'm going to get. I've got. A, I've actually already burnt some of the stuff from Mika J. I'm just waiting to actually play it. Mm-hmm. I haven't fooled with it yet. I've mounted some of it and tried it, and so and it, it, he does a good job. Like a no, no, uh, no surprise there. So pretty much Amiga news. There wasn't much. There's a new version of Win at, uh, UAE that came out in the past week. I've not tried updating it yet, but mm-hmm. of course. A new version of WinUE comes out every month, pretty right. much. So and I think most of the, it's more compatibility with accelerator boards and things like that. And you know, they recently added. I, I meant to mention this uh, when they did it. It's been about a month ago. They added some, like a ton of support for uh, some of the uh, Amiga LaserDisc games, not just the one. It's like a bunch. 
we may have to do a Laserdisc show because the Amiga did was involved in a lot of Laserdisc games, and I've not tried to actually emulate Laserdisc with it yet. But that might be kind of fun to. to was there a Mad Dog McCree game? That was, I think, it? that was one of. Them. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, uh, remember, we did an episode. Golly, Ned, it was probably episode ten or something. Remember, when we attempted to cover Amiga hardware of the past, and then we just kind of abandoned that because yeah. of my bum, fumbling bumble, <laughs> bumblery. But remember, we talked about Amigas in the arcade. And we sort of touched on a couple of those Laserdisc games that, that, mm-hmm. that the Amiga had been in. So, um, But uh, it might that's be fun to look yeah, at. Yeah, that's a good... That's another show. Bam. Write mm-hmm. it down, boat. Um, so, site updates. Um, we have a bunch of new site updates. Oh, you still on, take a month. <laughs> yeah, on, uh, on, on our site. So, if you've never been to our website, it is everythingamiga.com. Um, and we have a lot of content. Uh, we, of course, you know, it goes to... Maybe maybe say that we are more than just a podcast and a uh, video channel on YouTube, but we have a lot of long form reviews and other content uh, that you can only get by going to everythingamiga.com. Um, it's funny. I just left work and I see stuff on here that I didn't even see when I left. Like right. it just appeared. Right, and it's all Amiga based. So if you're looking for one place to go to get, you know, to, it's like it's it's we have a magazine, but. In addition to the magazine, we've got all of these articles that are, are just really, really good. So, anyway, um, Brutal Barracuda has a new video out, Nostalgic Nonsense. Uh, Wiz and Liz. Have you played much Wiz and Liz before? I never heard of it until I saw that. It's a really play. cool game. I played it a little bit um, on, on a stream. Um, we've got Jason Warns talking about how to transfer... Uh, PC data from your PC to your Amiga without a GoTech or Compact Flash. I have done this using a null modem cable, yeah. I believe. I have done this. Um, I'll use some software, I believe Cloanto made uh, to do it, and uh, it yeah, that's it, Amiga Explorer, mm-hmm. and it and it, it 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 does just what you think it does. It lets you transfer stuff. Now, I don't need it as much because I've got the external Compact Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's a uh, PCMCA flash on the twelve hundred. So I don't use it as much as I did before, but it does work. It's, now, it's you, pretty seamless. You need to have a phone jack on your computer for this to work, right? No, no, no. A null modem hooks into the it'll hook into the uh, I guess the serial port on the back of it. It's been so you've got to have a computer with a serial port on the back of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Your your actual PC has so to have some ability to. So I mean, if, you, if I you've got a newer PC, this is this is going to be a challenge. Well, right? it's not that. I mean, you could add a PC. You could add a, any port you want to your modern machines. It'll still work. I don't know. I didn't look at his exact method. I just mm-hmm. know I did it. But when I did it, I used the onboard ports. But I mean, you could. I mean, realistically, you can buy. I mean, Windows still supports. Assuming you're using a PC, okay. Step one, Windows still supports both serial and parallel ports. Uh, you'd be amazed how many businesses still use them oh, on, sure. on, on old machinery, so they have to sort of support them. So, and you're talking like two bucks or even a buck, you can mm-hmm. probably pick one up. You, it may also work with some sort of USB adapter because they make the serial you know, to USB adapters. I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I haven't tried it in years, but I mean, I have done it in the past with the Mega Explorer, and it's. It's definitely, a, and it's not the speediest thing you're going to do, right? You know, because you're transferring it like that. But I mean, it's still, it, it is, a, it is a viable way to do it if you don't have any other options. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, issue six of Amigos Magazine is on our virtual newsstand, so you can download that from the site. Um, Chris Folds has played Spitting Image. This is another one of those uh, wacky British TV shows. Actually, that was in America. What? Uh, spitting image that the puppets and stuff they had a they had a show here that was uh, 
And I mean, have you ever seen the video of Genesis's video? Um, well, I'm trying to think of the name of the song. Genesis had a video. Remember the band Genesis? Yes. They had a video, and the spinning image dolls, the puppets were in it. They were the whole video were the spinning image guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, they and they were in commercials here. So back when the spinning image was a thing, it was a thing here as well. And they had a show. I, I don't remember the name of it. It may have been Spitting Image. I think it was on Saturday nights. I just I just assumed that it was a British thing. It just seemed very British. I, I'm it assuming it is, but it, yeah. I mean, they, it, we did have it. Okay. We absolutely okay. had it. Um, Dreamcatcher has written long-form reviews on both Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> and the Star Wars in honor of May the 4th, the Star Wars games for the Amiga. Which, hint, hint, we'll be probably doing something in the future on that. Yeah. We're a little late for the. We're tardy for the party on it, but uh, it's you, amazing how young Keanu Reeves looks. Did you did you see, see the Bill and Ted movies? I did. I saw them as a youth. What was it forty years ago? Good lord, I'd have been five. <laughs> like 20, 20 years ago, or definitely so. more than twenty years ago. Twenty years ago was the year you 2000. did. So you have seen them both? Uh, yeah, I saw Bill and Ted. Let's see, Bill and Ted two. I'm trying to remember what the... Uh, That's the one where they had to fight Death, and Death was the guy, the white-faced guy yeah, in the robe. I want to say that I only saw the cover of the VHS tape at Video Vault. I've seen them both, and the second one is not as good as the first. Neither one of them like what I would call spectacular. But they, <laughs> this is when George Carlin was like super cool, and everybody mm-hmm. loved him, and he was in it. Yeah. So it had its moments, you know, but it, they were both... Wasn't you know, he like God or somebody? No, he was uh, Rufus. He was their, uh, sort of their time travel buddy. Because I remember it was like, oh yeah, be cool, Rufus, or something yeah. like that. Wow. Say it like Ted. Let me hear you say it. How did? Which one is Ted? It doesn't matter. Oh, be cool, Rufus. Wow, that's how I say it. It's eerie how similar you and Ted sound. I I, I believe that we're spirit animals. Is that what it is? Yeah. Wow. Um, Neil has is back with um, Bit Generation Part Two, which covers. This is a long form series covering the um, non Amiga world of video games. Uh, he started out, Generation 1 was the very early days, and now moving oh. into Generation 2, we have the Channel F, the Studio 2, 2600, Astrocade, etc. Ooh, Astrocade. If, if you want a good read, I mean, he goes through the, uh, the, the initial lineups, the game lineups for each system. He talks about the innards of you know what what was going on as far as the hardware goes he's really put a lot of time into this this series yeah yeah i i, I love this stuff of course you know me and I, i've got uh, he's it's funny the early early consoles i don't have a lot of those mm-hmm. if you're you know you're like for example the channel f we were talking about astrocade astrocade i remember seeing astrocade giving away on the uh, starcade back in the day the game show and I was like, ooh, Astrocade sounds good. You know, and then it's not. But it sounded good. <laughs> you know, or the, or the, uh, there was another one. I'm trying to get the other computer. They gave another computer on the way. I was like, man, this sounds, sounds great. And it was another one that was crap. Mm. You know, so, but that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all that stuff available 24 7 over at everythingamiga.com. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget, we've got a thriving forum scene. If you want to get into some Amiga chat, go check that out. Or give me some hints about what to play. Always. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've, been, I've made a list of everyone that's, that's given me a suggestion. I've, so far, I've done one. There's an entire forum dedicated to ask Aaron what he should play next. Is there? There is. Not really. Well, it's Amigos <laughs> Plays recommendations. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you ready to talk about the game this week? I'm ready, Walker. man. Let's do it. Okay. I'm excited about this one. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of Walker? All right. Well, let's get the preliminary stuff down. Uh, I... I picked this one, all right, to play, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, picking this one is exclusively because of my ability here recently to play these 
in, on something that's not my Amiga. I, hate, I have to say because, uh, as you know, my Amiga mouse doesn't work, and so I've not got to play this for a long time. And I never had a version of Walker that wasn't in PAL. And so, if you've played Walker, you can imagine how difficult it would be when you can't see the bottom third of the screen. Effectively, right. you're just shooting in, 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 the, in the air. <laughs> you know, it was real tough. And I'm gonna, I'm thinking about putting something together. I don't know how well known this is over in the UK or Germany or in Europe. But, of course, when we play PAL stuff over here, 99% of the time, the bottom third of the screen is is gone, and so it's 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 moved. Everything's moved down. This is the it's the worst part about living yeah, in America. That's the and so wow, it's a deep cut right there. Yeah, that's deep, all right. But uh, so you get used to this after a while, and you can live with it most of the time. Some games are virtually completely unplayable. You yeah, can't. Postman Pat can't. And play. something else is like it's not like the mouse will go past where the screen is and you can just sort of kind of guess. I mean you, that's as far as it goes and you just can't access that part of the screen. It's real weird. So this is one of those games I never got to play it until the past week and a half. I never got to play this thing in all of its glory. You know, I never had a a, a, a disc version that was in NTSC. I, I think one was released, but I've never I don't have it. I never even tried to download it. I should have so anyway, I uh, rigged my gimmick up to, with to play this, and I have to say uh, it was uh, so much more fun. So Walker uh, came out in '93, uh, three discs on this one. So which that's I, a, I read that and I was like, man, that's that's a lot of discs. And I, I was going to say that's kind of a lot of discs for the kind of game that this and is. And I've read that it was a lot of swaps. Mm. So your mileage may vary. Developed by DMA Design Games. Uh, and published by Psygnosis. Everybody loves them. Uh, DMA, of course, Lemmings, mm-hmm. and the multitude of Lemmings that came after it. They also did Blood Money. Blood they did Money. Menace. They eventually became, I believe, Rockstar North, I believe is what they are, mm-hmm. and uh, are, leads. are still doing the doing the business. Uh, 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 and so they're. it's not like they went away. They just got, got bought, and who wouldn't buy them? Um, <clears throat> so what is Walker? We should probably get into that, and then I'll get a little bit of history. Because it's simp- it's pretty simple to sum it up. Uh, the Walker is a uh, is a large mech, all right? And for those that don't know what a mech is, uh, and this is a mech, and I'll explain why. I I, I read where they got their, supposedly got their influences on this thing, but I'm not buying it. because. Okay, let me tell you where I think they got their influences. Okay, go ahead. That thing in RoboCop. Yes, with a but. And you're talking about the Ed 209. Right. Okay. That's exactly what it looks like to me. Okay. So, if you've ever played the game Mech Warrior or Battletech, mm-hmm. uh, it's you play giant robots with armaments that overheat if you use their armaments too much. That's this game, effectively. You you have a you have an Ed 209. In fact, it, it's almost some people say it looks chicken like because mm-hmm. it's got these big feet. And you and you stomp around this thing, and you've got a machine gun, and you and you use it. You've got unlimited ammunition, and until but eventually you'll overheat your gun barrels. You have to let them cool down before you can shoot again. Right. Okay, that's 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 that. And you stomp from right to left, which is unusual. And you uh, blow up ground targets, air targets, and targets that repel, and every other target. With and that's the game. Mm-hmm. Now what? So it sounds pretty simple, right? But what makes the game special? Are the unique controls? Uh, this game, I, I I don't think I've ever played a game like it, ever. I mean, I, it's sort of like uh, 
the best way to describe it, it's almost like a, a 2D version of like, uh, 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 you know, uh, help me out here, Boat, uh, Robotron or something. It's like you've got two individual controls, but it's in two, unlike Robotron where you can go up, down, left, right. You're just going, it's just left or right. So basically you use the left or right arrow keys to move your walker, and then the mouse controls a target on the screen. Mm-hmm. And wherever you target, the uh, the uh, robot's head will follow the target around, and it will shoot because the guns are mounted just under the thing's nose, effectively. And so that's how you move. So you, you, you the good thing about it is you can move back and forth while shooting in any in any of a number of directions. Right. Okay. Um, this game's got kind of a crazy history. Uh, it it came. It, they started working on it after they did Blood Money. And and the reason they thought... They, they, remember, if we reviewed Blood Money, and I can't remember what episode it was, 38 or something like that. Uh, the first level of Blood Money has these walking mechs. They walk on the floor and the ceiling, and they walk along. Mm-hmm. And everyone at DMA thought these were cool. And it's like, you know, we can make a game off these. Mm-hmm. That's what that, And so that's where this game originally, the seed of it came from. And so a fellow worked on it, and... Eventually, he said, eh, this is not good enough. Because they had planned to bring this out in like 1990, but it got shelved. They did a few more things, and eventually they came back to it, right? And they retooled it and, and uh, developed it into the game you see. And it took a while, right? So you're talking from 1990 to three, three years to develop the game. Uh, it's wildly believed that Ed, the Ed was, the, was the, uh, the genesis of the, of the actual game. The people that made it claimed that they got their inspiration from uh, Akira. If you remember, I Akira. still haven't seen Akira. So you've never seen Akira, Bo. No, I, I need to watch it. That's come up before, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, and it was another none of the none of their inspirations apparently came from RoboCop or Mech Warrior, which I find that hard to believe. I find that a little hard to believe. You know, but that's 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 what they said. So uh, the game is simple. There are four levels you can play. Uh, and these are pretty clever. It's sort of like if you've ever played Time Pilot. That's what it reminds me of in terms. You go through. Let me the premise of this game. So if you read, the, I read the manual because I was like, "What is going on here?" I knew the concept of the game: shoot a bunch of suckers. But what is with the time period? Right. Mm-hmm. So you start out in Berlin, forty-four. Right in World War Two. Okay, which I will admit, uh, the first level of this is is pretty amusing. Because you'll see guys coming out with horse-drawn cannons, mm-hmm. which is great, and you just just wanted to cut them down. Uh, the uh, and then you eventually skip to uh, present day. Let's see. I think the next level. Let me see here. I've got the levels written out. There are four levels, and the second one I think is in present day. No, second one's Los Angeles, 2019, and this one's sort of called the Terminator level, right? Which we'll get into in a minute. But in the first one. So you in the first one you're basically you're fighting like paratroopers, tanks, people that repel off the buildings, little tiny people. In comparison, your let's say your mech is um, a story tall. Right, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. Maybe a story and a half. These little guys are pretty much like the way they look. They're very tiny, mm-hmm. but even being that tiny, they're pretty emotive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty neat what and you can do. Wasn't weren't wasn't Lemmings developed as didn't the Lemmings turn into... There's a Lemmings connection. With well, they Walker. use... Well, at DMA, they got sort of obsessed with these... Because 
the little guys from Lemmings were also sort of they believe it or not there was an aspect of blood money that was going to have tiny little guys in it. From what I from what I researched said, and so what they get obsessed with there is like, can you make little guys emotive? Mm-hmm. You know. And so what they did was they they had a guy that was working on the art, and he would take these little guys, and he found that yes, you could make little guys do stuff and show emotions. And they he got a kick out of like make, smashing them and killing them. And there he said they would go to lunch, they would come back, and this guy would have like okay, this look I, I ripped them apart. Look I hear and the next day look I smashed with a block, you know. And so that was that ended up being and, and that's how the genesis of Lemmy's came about. And so they also used similar guys for this. In fact, the uh, the uh, robot from this, the Walker, actually is in a Lemmings game. Huh? He is in, I believe it's uh, Tribes, and he's a, he's actually a, in one of the traps. Is this guy? And I saw a picture of it. Sure enough, there he is, blowing away Lemmings. So he's actually in the game. His only other appearance. So <coughs> anyway, so the, the plot of this game, and this is pretty wacky. So in the future, there's a big war happening, and there are two sides. And one side decides, well, screw this war. We're going to go back in time and screw over the other side. And they do. They go back and they put bases in these various time periods. And they one day, one army from the future just disappears. They've effectively deleted it. Mm-hmm. So the side that got their army deleted is like, screw this. We're not going to let this happen. We're going to develop a weapon that can go through time and take out these bases. Because they determine if you take out the bases, then this other whole nation will just disappear. Okay? And so... They started building factories to make these walkers, and the walker factory got blowed up, effectively. And the only one, they only had one walker, which is the one you're playing. And your goal is to go through, blow up all the enemy's troops and their ultimate weapon on each level. And if you do that, supposedly the other army will, in the future will, will disappear. Mm. Now, how does this affect the story? None. None of it means anything. None of it means anything. But, but it's there. So... Let's talk about the actual gameplay itself. So, it, when you again, we mentioned you go from right to left. You you stop through the various time periods, and there are various, mostly accurate weapons that you fight. You're going to fight in the first level, for example, which is the World War II. You fight tanks. You fight uh, horse-drawn cannons. You fight these real old uh, planes. You know, bombers that will uh, drop bombs on you. Uh, and, of course, you fight loads and loads and loads of troops. Mm-hmm. Troops that repel in, troops that parachute in, troops that just run on and off the screen. Right. And you run through them, stomp them, you know, shoot them. Um, the second level in L.A., it gets a little more diabolical. <coughs> um, they've got these... They, there's a couple weapons in this stage that are real irritating. The, the worst is this are these guys, they smarten up on this level, and they start grappling off the back of your mech sort of mm-hmm. like the ad ads in, in empire strikes back and what you've got to do and i can never it's funny on the third level i could do this but on the second level i couldn't do it but you basically have to shake your mech until the guys fly off mm-hmm. in fact if you do it right they'll fly off and you can sort of shoot them while they're flying away which is pretty uh, gratifying mm-hmm. uh but in this level you there are these there are a couple different types of tanks there's this one tank that just sh- rolls across the uh road turns around and comes back, and then starts shooting lasers, and these lasers are nasty, they do a lot of damage. Then there's these doom buggies that come out, and there are also things that lay mines, and you have to shoot the mines. If you stomp on them, they hurt you. And there's also guys that come in on hang gliders, which is irritating. So there's a lot, and the, the guys that grapple your the back of your mech, the damage they do, is it's a ton of damage. I mean, that's the worst one. They really do a ton of damage to your, to your mech. 
And there's these weird hovercrafts that come in. You, one of them just flew on the screen just now, and it dropped mine. So just a lot of like futuristic weaponry, but nothing super major. Mm. Uh, the third level takes place in the desert. It says tonight, so I guess it takes place in during our modern time. This has more of the same, except like I said on this. Wasn't one, the second level in 2019? Right. Well, so, well, I mean, I know. It, well, again, you got to think when this game was made. Okay. So, uh, the, so they're I, not linear. You go to the past. That's pr- right. Future and then present. Right. So. Uh, the uh, and uh, something I should mention is this game is really hard, and so they actually, uh, um, they actually put an easy mode in. Well, I found out right away that if you play easy mode, you don't get to play the first two levels. Mm-hmm. I managed to without cheating. I could get to the second level, the second stage, and then I got killed. I had to cheat to see the rest of these. So the third stage, like I said it's 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 sort of like in the desert. It's sort of more of the same of the second level, except the grapplers are are easier to contend with, you know. Uh, and uh, there's a few different weapons. And, uh, and the last level is the Great War twenty four twenty, and that one is you're fighting guy like these guys that hover. There are ta- there are helicopters that transform into tanks. There's UFOs. There's these weird sort of uh, I don't know what you call these things. They're sort of like flying mines or something. They kind of just come at you, you know. The tanks, everything here is laser-based and stuff. So at the end of each level, you fight a boss, sort of. The first level, you fight these, like, I don't know what you call them, like, missiles. I guess I don't know if they're, I don't know what they are, like V2 rockets or something, because it's Germany, 1942. Mm-hmm. So, and you and you just shoot them. It was, that part, I thought that was a pretty easy boss. They just kind of come up and you blow them away. The second boss is nutty. Uh, it, he, it's, a, it's a bulldozer-looking thing that launches... Hang gliders out of it, hang gliding dudes, and then you have to blow those away, and you have to blow the, and you have to blow the bulldozer it, away. What it is is it's like a, a magnet. No, that's that you the third. That's the third. That's level. the third level. Oh, yeah, okay. that that what you're looking at there is the magnetic crane boss. Okay. Now this is actually I thought this is my favorite boss. A bunch of like missile launchers and tanks will come up on the screen. You blow them up, and this thing will pick up their carcasses and try to drop them yeah, on you. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah, and you're, what you're doing is is trying to uh, blow up the mechanism that works the crane. And then the final boss in the game is this giant. I call it a war UFO. It's basically what it is. it's a big flying like super ship that's it looks got like guns. something out of our type or something it's like got that. yeah it's got guns it's got it's it's deploying uh <laughs> missiles and lasers and it's got guys repelling from it all these levels have dudes repelling from the uh, uh from the sky there's one level that like the first one was a big zeppelin they repel from you can fight the zeppelin uh there's a lot like i said mainly the bulk of your shots are going to go after little guys their little guys are everywhere it's kind of funny because you're such a huge guy the first level you're sort of romping and stomping over these guys mm-hmm. but eventually there's so many on the screen that just overwhelm you. Yeah. It's, it's, and, yeah. and they and they can do damage. They throw grenades and stuff. Now, the ace up your sleeve is, uh, and it's funny, I, uh, it took me a couple of places before I even used this, was the lock feature. And it helps a lot when you're fighting bosses or mm-hmm. big stuff. If you hold down the left mouse button, you shoot. If you hold down the right mouse button, when you're targeting something, it'll say locked. And that means no matter what you do, you'll stay shooting that item until you release that right mouse button. And you, and you just shoot and shoot and shoot until you blow it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out about that early on. Yeah. I think I must have read it in the directions. Well, I, it, there's a thing on the screen that says lock on and lock off. And mm-hmm. I, normally, I'm not paying attention to that. But uh, once I was like, what's this lock? And I tried it. I was like, oh, yeah. And I read the instructions. I'm like, well, I'm an idiot. So um, what did you, you know, I've been jabbering on here. What did you think about the game? And what what did you, what appealed to you and what didn't appeal to you? Um, well, I guess I can talk about the, um, 
the uh, the things that I I didn't like first. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, the stages are too long. Um, I even when I was cheating, it just took forever. It took forever to get to the end of the first level. So that sucked. Um, I thought that the backgrounds were repetitive and boring. They were also sort of out of um, out of scale with the rest of your like. You'd pass through doorways in the first level, and the um, and the the doorways would be big enough for your walker to step into, uh, versus you know the the guys that are running at you are you know are scaled appropriately. Um, I thought the music was okay. It's not my cup of tea, but that's that's subjective. Um, I didn't really think that the gun overheating, like if they want to make that sort of an impediment, like there was really no penalty when your gun overheated, except for the fact that you just had to wait for a second for it to go down. It reminded me of Excite Bike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when you're in Excite Bike, when you overheat, you pull over to the side of the road and you're immobile for a while. All right. With the gun, your your gun never breaks on you. You just have to wait literally a second and it will go back down. So I thought that that was kind of a useless feature. Um, and again, my biggest complaint is that the game is just far too difficult, but that is a, that's par for the course with DMA design and Psygnosis. I mean, Blood Money is the same, they're all the same. Um, okay, I got all the bad stuff out of the way. The things that I liked, I thought that there was a tremendous amount of variety in the enemies, and they were all animated well. This is not the case, like, when we're talking about Hybris, where, like, the boss would jump out there and he just kind of float around the screen, like... Even the small little small fry enemies are, are, are animated really well. Uh, all of their sort of per- permutations, whether they're you know on on hand gliders or whether they're being parachuted out of planes, they look they're really well animated. I love watching the train roll up on my left side. Uh, it served no purpose <laughs> in the game other than you could blow it up and it looks cool. Um, so I thought the enemies they did a great job of developing the enemies. Your walker itself, it's almost like the walker exists outside of time because the walker looks so much better. Like, the rest of the enemies, including the big boss enemies, are all kind of pixelated, but your walker is almost pseudo-3D rendered. Almost like Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country. That's what it reminded me of. And I don't know exactly what technique they use to make him look that good, but it's not pixely at all. I mean, he rotates and he moves, like, effortlessly. It's probably some of the best animation I've ever seen on a game on the Amiga. Mm. Um, So, um, did I enjoy the game? Uh, Kind of. I, I enjoyed watching the walker go. I always enjoy, you know, shooting things. But is it a game that I would go back to? Probably not. I feel like I got everything that I could get out of it on first playthrough. I, uh, I'm going to disagree with you there. Uh, I really liked it, actually. Let I, me add one more thing. Oh, yeah? The total absence of any sort of additional weapons is a huge minus. They could have made this game <laughs> so much more interesting by just developing you know, a different weapon system, maybe depending on the era that you're playing in. Maybe in Stage 1 you had this special weapon and add an extra gauge or make it something you pick up or anything. Right. Okay, back to you. Well, for starters, uh, the backgrounds... I've read some different reviews where they were kind of on the backgrounds. I think the backgrounds are okay. The size difference, I think, is a, it's a difference in, in scope a little bit. I mean, yeah, they're not perfect, but I mean, they're, they're kind but of they're, set they're, back they're, a little bit. There's no possible There's no possible way that that scale works, though, because things are things are bigger when they're closer to you, but the background is farther away from you than the foreground. I'll admit it could have been done better. The perspective is totally wrong. It could have been done. It could have been done <laughs> better, but it's still it's 
I'm not paying that much attention to it when I'm playing. And and as I look at it, you know, and while I watch the computer play, you know, it's it's it it fits the mood. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. But I think it's okay. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think it hurts the game. I just think it's it's it could that could have been done better. But it's not the worst thing. You don't seen. you don't think that it's bad that there's only one color used in the entire background? Well, it's 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 there. These are war torn areas. They use a lot of darker grays and blues and and black. Uh, it doesn't bother me that okay, much, okay. and again, but, and part of it's because what you said the uh, the beauty of the uh, of the walker can't be un- understated. It's, it's a tremendous achievement to have that sort of smooth. I know that was eventually they they worked it out in D Paint Three, ironically, which we just talked about. Uh, and it's it's a it was a brilliantly done piece of of, of uh, art that to get this thing to look like it does. Now, could did they get this kind of art on everything that on the screen? No, which would have been awesome. Um, I think as far as psychosis shooters go, this is probably the most playable one that I've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, admittedly, I'm not a great player on games like this, but well, there are no games like this, but on shooters. But on this one, like I said, I, right out of the gate, I was getting, to, I was routinely getting to the second level every time. And, and like I said, I got to the second. And each, we should explain that each of the four levels is split in, in half. There, so there's there's two levels per, per time period okay so i could get to the the uh what effective was the second second time period's first level right out of the gate which i think is pretty good i mean this game is hard don't get me wrong and i was playing on easy uh and on, on the normal level which you have to play on to play the newer the other two stages it is really tough and but and that is something they missed a mark on was having an extra weapon or a couple of different weapons would have, I mean, like if they just had like a a, a, a blower thing on the screen up bomb mm-hmm. that you could have deployed, man, that would have went a long way, you know, because uh, you sometimes just get overwhelmed. There's just so much going on now, but that's something I like about it. Very few games have pushed this much stuff on the screen and have it look so good and and be so diverse. You've got little guys repelling. You've got, I mean, at the same time, you might have guys hang gliding. They might be running up from the ground. There's tanks. There, there could be six or seven different types of items on the screen at once, and it all animates smoothly. Um, but really, the main selling point to me on this game is the sheer uh, pleasure of the carnage. I mean, you talk about a game. I came and played this the other night after I'd been out all day, and it really is a very therapeutic to just go and just stomp the crap out of some little suckers. Now, maybe I'm crazy or evil, but I dug it. I really enjoy the carnage and the and the uh, damage you do. And even if you're not kicking butt or not getting real far in the game, it makes it fun to go in there and, and just stomp a, a bunch of little guys' butts. Uh, and you feel sort of like really powerful. Now, on the, on the later stages, especially that last stage, you know, it's that is, that's brutally hard. I mean, I don't know anyone who could get past it. It was just ridiculous. Uh, but on the first couple of stages, you've got a fair shot. And then once again, Psygnosis... Um, and we've seen this in several other games now. Man, they come close to hitting the mark, but there's just a little flinch. Mm-hmm. And in this one, you're right. The, the lack of weaponry is the Achilles' heel of this game. And and really, there's nothing that could. St- I mean, if you look at the backgrounds in this, they're all sort of static and they're sort of scrolling. You sort of see the same thing over and over. It's like the it, Flintstones. Even if they would just put in five more or six more. And mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? They already had such a great core. I mean, if they would have just added those little touches, the, the, the you know, it, this would have been one of the all-time greats. Well, I will say. Uh, because the control scheme is great. <coughs> it works and perfectly. It's, and it's very unique. 
the uh, this game was finished in a in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Okay, there were planned state. There was a planned um, area that would happen in between the levels that would where you would go down tunnels and it would link all the different areas together. I guess it was probably like a time traveling mm-hmm. sequence, and it got cut uh, because it was it wasn't ready. You know, and and when you develop these games in a hurry. Uh, you get what you get. And so here's this. They put it out, and it uh, could have been a lot better. I mean, this, I'm not giving this the highest praise. I'm going to give it some praise because it, it's it's there's something about it that's fun. But they missed what, this could have been a game that could have been really revolutionary and still could be. I mean, if you're going to go back and redo a game on a PC, if you're an independent programmer or a little company, this is it. I mean, and maybe it's been done, but I ain't seen it. Mm-hmm. But this actual play method uh, is great. It's so much fun. And I'm not really a big guy that's keen on using the mouse as a targeting tool. But in this, it works. It works big time. And if you could take elements of this game, like the little guys. I mean, the fact that those guys were... I mean, and the rappelling and the hang gliding and the jetpacks. It looks awesome. The little machines are very... They do all kinds of different stuff. I would let some tanks go and shoot other ones because I knew these tanks, these laser tanks are brutal. You right. got to get these out of here now. Right. You, you know, mean, you, it's in, it's uh, you're forced to make choices that have impact on the game. Right, in terms right. Of what you, it's not just a blind kill everything as fast as possible. Right, and, and uh, th- th- this game there is room for multiple weapons like missiles, or maybe you earn more weapons, or maybe you mm-hmm. can salvage more weapons off the off the. This would be guy. a great... I mean, this would be a great thing with the blood money thing, where you kill things, you pick up money, at the end of the stage, you go to a little shop. Yeah, any any of... There are plenty of different ways to do it. You know, and it's funny, uh, much like blood money that didn't have any sort of, like... Blood money could have also used sort of a secondary weapon area where you could, mm-hmm. like, at least a smart bomb or something that blows up the screen just to give you a time to breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, again, the the number one failing of this game, if I had to pick the weak, the weakest part of the whole game... Is that after those first couple levels, you're boned? And I, don't, I mean, I like to meet the guy that can go through these without cheating. I want to, I want to shake his hand because it's, it's like Shadow of the Beast level, ridiculously tough. It's tougher probably when you get in those levels. But in the early levels, I found that more playable uh, than I than I did in the uh, in the later ones. Um, there was a sequel plan for this. Uh, actually, there was a port as well. The port they were they were they had began work on a port of this to the uh, Mega Drive slash Genesis. Which that would have been interesting with the controls. Mm-hmm. I don't know how uh, they could possibly yeah, work. It wouldn't have worked well. And it got canned. And then they'd actually, this is something I found really interesting. They'd actually began work, they'd been planning to begin work on a release, a Walker 2, which would have been a release for the 3DO. Hmm. Now, did the 3DO have a mouse? It did not. Okay. So, again, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. You could probably use two sticks to mm-hmm. pull off the same trick, which that'd be okay. Again, that's sort of like the way they do. Uh, uh, you know your uh, Robotrons and your yeah. uh, games like that, Smash TV. Um, this game reviewed pretty well. Uh, it got you know eighties and uh, you know seventies and eighties. Uh, it, it it was pretty well received. Most people had the same complaints that we had. Some people didn't like the backgrounds. Some people didn't like the repetitive nature of it. It does. I guess it's repetitive. It, if you get, if you don't like the concept of just blowing away little guys, and also if you're, in, this is not a game for little kids. There's blood. There's people falling off buildings. There are people getting shot out of the sky. Probably not something you want your your toddler to play. But uh, it, like I said, there's a lot of fun for an adult playing it. Something else this game has that I thought was interesting, and apparently it's only on the machines that have high enough memory. 
is that the is the CB dialogue at the beginning and the in some in the Which middle of the levels? I found that to be yet another massively useless waste of space that probably uh, contributed to the three disc count of this game. Well, it, I, it, it wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't a waste for the first time you heard it, but the every other time when literally it's exact- like. Walker, destroy all enemies. It's like, what do you, what are you thinking? Walker, don't destroy the enemies. I mean, well, really? You know, it also, when you start the game, you're like, oh man, this is one of those missions where I kill everybody. Okay, cool. Well, that's the only mission. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> right. something else I thought about would be fun if they'd had escort missions yeah, or something, you something. Know, or a, or a uh, hold this point mm-hmm. and just have wave after wave of yeah. guy coming. Yeah. It could have all been done. Uh, and the, I, again, that CB dialogue was cool, the, or the walkie talkie dialogue. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, like I said, you you just it's the exact same piece of dialogue you hear just over and over. Right. And there are little sound effects in the game. There's really not that much music. There's music in between the levels and the beginning. It's pretty good, but during the levels, you just basically it's just killing. But occasionally you'll hear like chatter on like one of the bad guys' jeeps or mm-hmm. you know a little tune or something as you as you get ready to blow them up. So that was kind of cool. Uh, you know, this is a tough one for me. Like I said, I enjoyed it, but I mean, it definitely is flawed. You know, it's it, it's got it's got issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, I think if you're if it's a game you play, uh, it's definitely just to kill worth, some time. And it's definitely worth worth trying. I mean, in the canon of Amiga titles, if you have access to this game through you know whether you you own it or other means, uh, it's definitely worth a, a shot because it is sort of one of the uh, landmark titles in the history of DMA design. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, what about eBay? eBay. There were none. There were none for sale anywhere except in the U.S. There was one going for thirty-five bucks uh, shipped. I did look at some auctions that had ended, and this had went for up to, uh, at least in uh, in, uh, in Austria, someone for a box set still in the shrink, one hundred and sixty bucks American, and in the U.K. one went for forty bucks, and in the discs when they're up, they're real cheap, three or four bucks. Mm. But I mean, one hundred and sixty bucks shrunk, not bad. So if you got this in the shrink, you're doing you're doing pretty good. But I'm wagering right. most people don't. Um, well, that can, brings to a close our discussion on Walker. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, we do have a question. All right, Paul Harrington. He's got the uh, the triple crown tonight because he he submitted a news item. Um, he what was the other thing that he did? Oh, he uh, he submitted a news item. He gave us his Amiga story, and he also has a question for us. All right, what's the question? Okay. So, it's a two-parter. I'll give you the first part first. What is your go-to meal that you can cook? Spaghetti. Easy. That's the one. You consider whenever, you know. That's my, that's my meal. That's, that's I it. make spaghetti. All right. Yep. All right. Uh, any accoutrements with it? Uh, garlic bread that I put on a little grill that I don't make. Frozen. Mm, I and like frozen garlic Meat bread. sauce. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's the whole ball of wax. Okay. Um, for me, it's uh, scrambled eggs and either bacon or sausage. Mm, yep, good stuff. Yep. I can do that, but I'm getting spaghetti. Spaghetti, okay. And the second question is, what fast food hits the spot like no other? You know, I'm, I hate fast food. I'm so sick of it because I have to... I'm all over the Kentucky, so I end up getting to eat a lot of different places. It sounds like it'd be great, but you get tired of it. Um... I'll tell you, I went to Popeye's Chicken yesterday. Love that chicken from Popeye's. But their their biscuits are tremendous. Mm. So I will say right now, flavor of the month, the Popeye biscuit is the number one winner for stuff I eat on the road. Well, you know, I was about ready to say something else. 
But Popeye's is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. The chicken like, looks good too, but the biscuit, man, you. Can't I like eat their that. spicy chicken fingers, but you know, probably for me, um, my favorite fast food, and I'm a late comer to this because they've recently arrived uh, to this area. Five Guys. I don't like Five Guys at all. I figured you wouldn't. No. Overpriced, not that good, in my opinion. I believe that they are the best hamburger that you can get in this area. I disagree. What I do think, you think Fat Patties is way no, better. Fat Patties is frozen, freeze dry or freezer burned. And every time garbage. I eat it, every time I eat it, Five Guys, I get ill. Well, I've eaten there three times. I got ill every time. I can't help you. Yeah, they got problems. I think they got some kind of weird stuff going on. Over there. <laughs> and they're overpriced. They aren't cheap. I'll yeah. give you. And that. also, they're I hate their cheap. seating. What's going on there? It's this isn't a cafeteria. It's a restaurant. I hate the seating over there. It's like they have like. Uh, what do you call that? I don't know, like cafeteria level seating. Well, that's a, it's yeah. Well, it's hipstery yeah, as heck. Yeah, that's another. I can understand like it. It's communal. That's know? one word for it. Yeah. All right, it's time. <coughs> oh boy, Patreon people, this one's for it- you. Adam Bradley, Chris Foles, Daniel Bingson, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. What happened there at the end? Well, I didn't feel like going through another verse. It's kind of a slow burn. I like that song, too. Well, thank you. That's the only one. I wrote it. You wrote that? I did. Which member of R.E.M. are you? Michael Stipe. Wow. You really hit the skids, pal. Well, you know. No wonder you stopped touring. When I when I started to go bald, that's when. That's what are you when, trying to say? When, that's that's what this one this one went down. That's when you're at your physical peak. I'd like to thank uh, World of Long Plays also for that uh, in-game footage that we put up on the screen behind us as we were discussing the game. Aaron, next week mm-hmm. we're going to return. We're going to return to the clones. Uh oh! You mean Return of the Clones? It's Return of the Clones. Oh. Uh, it's everybody's favorite Star Wars film, and it is the uh, the where we take a look at a multitude of games that are sort of like arcade games, but not quite. And uh, it's one of those smorgasbord of Amiga goodnesses. Mm. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, as always, if you ever want to get a hold of us, you can 
reach out to us at questions at amigospodcast.com. Uh, if you would like to buy some fine, fine quality apparel like the shirt Aaron is wearing tonight, I advise you to head on over to everythingamiga.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page where you'll see Amiga Tees, this graphic. And uh, if you click on that, you can see we've got a whole store full of lovely Amigos and Amiga-related t-shirts. You can get the Maniac Mansion shirt. You can get our Staff and Supporter shirt or even a California Games Amiga 500 shirt. So uh, head on over, or you can just click on, go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Amiga Tees. Um, I guess that's all the plugging we need to do. Do you have anything you want to say? No. I know one thing I want to say. Until next time, adios. adios.